Tone Deaf is the journey of a theater nerd, bringing musicals into the life of their musically challenged spouse. This show is rated explicit for mature content and strong language. I'm sorry for me. Spoilers are in every episode, so if you haven't seen the show we are reviewing, you can always check back in later with us. We'll be here when you get back. Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And I'm Warren. I'm musically challenged. Today's episode is brought to you by Reed's Extra Strength Ginger Beer, and it is not brought to you by the wine advent calendar that I thought I could handle in one night. Lightweight. I know. There's baby I, bottles. They're just baby I, bottles, but I, I drink boy. an advent calendar. Twice a day. What are you talking about? Boy, I I I cannot. Uh, okay, so I made it three. I made it three bottles, <laughs> three mini bottles, and then went. Oh. Anyway, um, so thank you guys for listening, and I hope y'all enjoyed our takedown of Rodgers and Hammerstein's beloved classic carousel questionable questionable classic do we have dubious moral nature and value yeah yeah instead today we're gonna cover a show that uh spoilers we have seen already because this was a show that we were going to do uh back in september we are going to be covering the utah original classic soon to be classic instant classic instant classic slack cabaret um, and so this was, uh, a, a show that was replacing the annual Saturday's Voyeur that Which they used so to do. Which was so much fun. I love Saturday's Voyeur, but I really had fun with Slack Cabaret. I did too. It, it feels more, you know, cause it feels a lot like Saturday's Voyeur. It does. Uh, if they picked one story and followed it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah and i liked it and i want to see more and mm-hmm. yeah so let's talk about it. yeah this one like all saturday's voyeurs had a plot but there were always a lot more tangents with a lot more tangent and you could almost like like spoof commercials yes. that appealed specifically to the to the people that live in that state yes uh and it was great. It was fantastic. They had lots of inside jokes that you only get unless you live in Utah and, and see the, that culture. Yeah, and Slack Cabaret carries that on, but it has some changes. Saturday's Voyeur, to me, was always more white than oh, absolutely. Slack Cabaret ended up being. There was one... Uh, one version of Saturday's Voyeur that I do remember having a lot more diversity, and it also was the least liked one because it was in 2003, and it was basically a rap musical that was dealing with a mental hospital in Utah with people that, like, some had PTSD. There was... It it was was a very dark 
Saturday's foyer. It was darker than they had ever gone, and they never went back to being that dark. Yeah, it was it was tackling... Oh, for, for people who don't know, for some weird reason, because Utah is a family values kind of state, mm-hmm. uh, they love to have... Uh, rehab centers and troubled child places here. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. You know, places where uh, people can die and uh, yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. no regulation. Yeah, the uh, the mountain wilderness things, mountain wilderness things, those are all here um, and usually Mormon run. And but that's that has nothing to do with this slack cabaret, but it, it does. <laughs> It is tangentially related to that one Saturday's Voyeur, because I, I just remember, like, coming out of that one depressed. Not feeling like you enjoyed the show necessarily, because you're like, oh, that's right, our state is actively doing some pretty terrible shit for money. Yeah, and it, Human it, was, suffering. it, was, it was back in 2003. Like, it, it wasn't about that sort of program, but it was, it was, it was a very dark one. And so... It was kind of odd when when we found out that Salt Lake Acting Company wasn't going to be doing Saturday's Voyeur anymore. It was kind of like, what are they replacing it with? And I did have a tiny bit of fear with Slack Cabaret that it wouldn't be as fun. But holy fuck, I loved it. I, I, they, we'll talk about it when we get to our review of the show, but they have, uh, non-binary representation they have a lot of black representation uh pop and like we even have uh south asian representation with a missionary character that comes in for this one which is another thing because there was always a missionary character in saturday's foyer but it was usually uh it, it was usually two missionaries that were uh, partners that would be kind of the repository for a lot of gay jokes. And now it's, it's different. It's really different. And I really liked Slack Cabaret. Um, so this, this show, uh, premiered August 11th and ran until September 12th. And this was when they started their Slack digital streaming because of the COVID pandemic for people in the future. Um, (laughs) It'll be gone someday, right? Or at least down to where we're not all dying. Um, but the they started doing Slack Digital, and that's how we saw it, because otherwise we never would have been able to see this, because the pandemic was still a thing. The show was written by Martine K. Green Rogers, Aaron Swenson, who was part of a lot of Slack shows that I remember uh seeing when I was going to Slack all the time, and Amy Woke, and the director was Cynthia Fleming, who I believe directed the uh, Saturday's Voyeur all the time, too. Nice. Yeah. And uh, we have, in our cast, uh, our main characters are Mac, who is someone who I knew mm-hmm. grew- growing up and did theater with, uh, we had Matthew Tripp, Ataven Tarmaraja, Mina Sadoon, Nikki Rahimi, Wendy Joseph, Kelsey Jepson, Michael Hernandez, Pedro Flores, Olivia Custodio, who was uh, the Karen, oh. spelled with a C, <laughs> uh, Kim Handa Brown. We had my my favorite, Jay White, because 
on binary rep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that was our cast for this one, and Jay was in Saturday's Voyeur that we saw too. The Bird Box one. Yes, the Bird Box one, and so it's really great seeing, uh, just seeing people that we saw starting out at Saturday's Voyeur transitioning into Slack Cabaret and sort of blossoming in these new roles and it just it it was great to watch I just I friggin love it I friggin love that show it really does seem like a uh because I know we were both worried because we like Saturday's Voyeur Mm -hmm. all the times that we have been um but it does seem like it's going to be a worthy successor yes and I think they could do some cool stuff absolutely who knows what the future will be yep well but I am excited to see the next one especially if uh they continue with the smart 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 trend that they've been Mm -hmm. doing which is allowing their shows to be streamed yes and there are a couple of other theaters um i'm gonna be trying to get us tickets for one that another friend of mine carlton bluford wrote that's being done at plan b and they are streaming that one as well so it's great watching other utah theaters doing the same thing figuring out ways to stream their shows and uh, still keep doing art <laughs> and still keep doing the art and some of these shows it's it's also good on the part of the publishing companies on shows that are not original shows that they are letting them stream and i really wish that a certain broadway class quote-unquote theater in utah would jump on the same bandwagon because they absolutely could afford the rights mm-hmm and they would probably would make more money. You would make more money, but you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, it's it, yeah. It, it it gets so frustrating when you're like, this makes great business sense, mm-hmm. given the fact that we're going through a pandemic. Yes. Maybe do this thing you chode. I am not a capitalist. However, I know how they think. <laughs> The the thing that's unfortunate is their inability to get with the times creates yes. a market for bootlegs. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. give us an ability to pay for it, but still stay at home, and we will. Yes, and uh, that's neither here nor there. Sorry, I just am very passionate about that, about mm. accessibility mm. in theater. Mm. I love your passion about accessibility in theater. Oh, I'm going to passion all over it. I want you to passion <laughs> so hard all over this podcast, right into our listeners' ears. They love that passion, too. But that's the thing with Slack Cabaret, too, is it's perfect for the new generation that's here in this state. Because as mm-hmm. much as this, as much as the lawmakers and people in charge are like, no, we're still conservative family values. It's like conservative is in in the way that the state portrays it is just another synonym for white supremacist and crap like it, that. It's it's actually regressive. It's not yeah, conservative. It's it is regressive. Yeah. We would like to go back in time. Yeah, and, please. And to see slack changing with the times makes me happy Mm -hmm. because they've always been on the forefront of things they always have been um again the last saturday's voyeur that they did having the whole song about pronouns educates people who are allies but aren't necessarily completely accepting of non-binary identities yet and so it was important that they did that for saturday's voyeur same as when they did the 
Iraq War one. That was hard to watch, but it was important. And they were breaking barriers again. And they they constantly do that there, which is why it's one of my favorite theaters in the whole state. I have never not liked a show that I've seen there. Yeah. Granted, uh, I could count them all on two hands. Yes, but... I've, I've been bad about having us go. Because there was a period of time where we were season ticket holders, my mom and I were. Mm-hmm. And we were seeing shows there all the time. That's where I saw Bat Boy for the first time, <laughs> as well as Kimberly Akimbo, oh, Sylvia, or who's or the Goat, or who's Sylvia, which that one's a little bit harder to watch ever since some of the stuff that's been going on in the Therianthrope community. Just about to ask you, Kay, is there a goat fucker in it? Yes. <laughs> it, but it's it's one that's horribly funny and has one of the best payoff moments at the end but also jesus christ it's hard to think about now and of course just special shout out because we can't talk about goat fucking without me thinking about sheep fucking without me thinking about uh samesies the, the, gay, <laughs> the gay caveman uh college humor video oh man yeah we can do we can do a whole (laughs) rant about how facebook destroyed college humor and adam ruins everything and cracked and Mm -hmm. (sighs) anyway so i'm just i'm excited to relive this because slack cabaret was so just good Mm -hmm. and also kind of helped us get out of a dark period a little bit we watched it twice yeah we watched it twice and it it helped us laugh Mm -hmm. when we had been unable to for a while and laughter is healing laughter is important and thank you slack cabaret for helping us heal (laughs) This is our love letter to you with a big old rant at the beginning. (laughs) Yes. And when we did watch it, I did take notes and uh, they they have uh, uh, been sitting here seasoned and aged, you know, (laughs) so hopefully they are still like a fine wine, but not the advent calendar wine. We will see. (laughs) All right. Well, let's take a quick intermission and then we will talk about Slack Cabaret. Yay! Hey, Warren. Hey, Kay. Do you know what time it is? Is it time to talk about our favorite people in the whole wide world? It is! We'd like to thank our stage crew sponsors, Jasmine Wu, Jeff, Tyler McCarty, and Shamik. And our producer circle sponsors, Bianucci, Taylor Brandt, Jesse, and Cookie. Thank you all so much for your continued support of our show. We truly appreciate it. All right, Warren. We have a special message from one of our producer circle patrons, Cookie. Cookie! Yes, he would like us to read the following message on the show. (laughs) That will be my pleasure. Cookie is a major league dum-dum for forgetting that he could actually support this amazing show more than just by raising your niece who will one day be the famous actress who can bring shame to really bad directors and writers. Lastly, you two are straight up scrumptious. V to the O to the R to the E. Let's go! 
Thank you, Cookie, for supporting our show with this incredibly strange message. We love you. Hey, y'all. We are the See You Next Tuesday podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jesse. We discuss the worst of the worst crimes committed by family members. New year, new topic. We now bring you the dads. Fun. But don't worry. We don't leave you depressed. We will always leave you on a high note with our trophy dad. Listen wherever you get your podcast. And now, the lights are going down and the music's starting back up, so let's head back to the second act of our show. Alright, Warren, so we've talked a lot about how we felt about the show without actually going into our reviews, so... What is your review of Slack Cabaret? Okay, so Slack Cabaret 2021. So, as we're watching, there is no sound. And Kay starts fumbling with the sound, trying to figure out if this is part <laughs> of the show <laughs> or if something or if something is wrong with the volume. <laughs> when suddenly <laughs> a woman welcomes us to Salt Lake City and then proceeds to talk about how there is a big salt lake there's a big lake full of salt and near it is an airport undergoing extensive renovations so i have to pause us here because i can't believe that i did the same thing that the roswellian ufo <laughs> festival did well with 2001 a space Odyssey. okay I, I will defend you though the difference is that is a movie that has been out so if you've seen it you know that there's no uh uh sound for like 10 minutes yeah <laughs> well no 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 not sound no, no. video yeah no like video yeah there's audio but no video for about 10 minutes it's just music but with this it's a new thing we had no idea mm -hmm. and so we just mm -hmm. see this woman come out on stage and just going up to the mic we're not hearing any music we're not hearing any mm -hmm. footsteps no nothing we're like oh god like is something wrong da, 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 da. and all of a sudden boo well guys i like that we're like mother fuck <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> okay, before Kay rudely... I'm sorry. Or I should say, suddenly interrupted me. <laughs> uh, the woman welcomes us to Salt Lake City, and they proceed to talk about how there is a big lake full of salt, and near that is an airport undergoing extensive renovations, and near that is a city named Salt Lake. And everyone launches into a song where they talk about how this is their Utah and make some fun esoteric references that really hit home if you live in the state, mm -hmm. like how everyone seems to know each other or how <laughs> there is super bizarre weather all year around and how everyone seems really nice, but they're Mormons, so who really knows? But most importantly, this is their Utah. And one thing I will kind of say about this that uh, Kay touched on a little bit in the beginning and uh, uh, I really liked about this is the characters in this are all kind of, the best way to put it, I guess, is Utah outcasts is the way yes. you don't fit in with the the uh, inherent yeah. power structure. Yeah. And a lot of that is people of the LGBT communities, people of color, just people who are generally mm -hmm. not Mormon. Yes. And uh, it's it's... And I like that because it's like, this is still our home. 
Mm-hmm. And so this, you know, they're talking about their Utah. Yeah, and it's it's a really great parody of the song Welcome to the Rock from Come From Away, which you uh, haven't seen yet. Yep. Um, and so that was why I was howling. <laughs> and I'm well just, as all the Utah stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, this is pretty good. And Kay is like, I get that reference. I understand that reference. I know this reference. And I'm just like... <laughs> Even if I did, I wouldn't know that I did, most likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you you didn't uh, spend a day at work listening to the to Come From Away and then sobbing while you're listening to it. God, big mistake. Don't do that. Come from away. Come from away. <laughs> come from away with me. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the right song, right? So that one, I know I'm getting two songs mixed up, but I don't know enough about either to say which one is which. This is the hell that is my brain and the hell that my wife has to live with every day. So back to Slack Cabaret uh, after they do the This Is Their Utah song. We then see a woman named Mac who Kay knows and did theater with once upon a time. And Mac does an intro song about welcoming to Utah. Anyways, Mac finds a mysterious phone ringing on the stairs and answers it. Hello? And no one is there. Mac then starts to ask people at the airport where the exit is. And the helpful intercom person welcomes people to Salt Lake City Airport. And it's the 85th busiest airport in the world. (laughs) Now with a shake shack. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. It's a shake shack. That's 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 something that I do remember. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. No more shaking. Anyways, after a brief shake after a brief shake 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 number, we see an airport lady reading a magazine while a woman asks her to please uh, help her find her lost phone. But the plea falls on uncaring ears and the woman is hauled off by her is hauled off by her companion before she can fuck some shit up. <laughs> Anyways, Mac comes uh, back out and is like, "Hey, is this place super confusing? Can you help me find my baggage claim and get the fuck out of here, maybe? And instead, the helpful airport employee, Karen, with a C in it, because she cares, is like, nope, but I'll give you a tour of the of this $4 billion airport that everyone loves. Oh, my God. I have been to this airport since its remodel, but only... Mm-hmm. To pick up and drop off uh, uh, people coming to Utah. Yes. On in that regard, it is incredibly streamlined and excellent. Mm-hmm. However, uh, <laughs> <laughs> recent family uh, who's who's had the displeasure of using that airport are like, it is fucking confusing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yay for making it easier to drop people off into a confusing labyrinth. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and I guess pick the... them up when they find their way out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I thought that it was fine the way it was, honestly. Like it was it was fine, whatever. But now it's I you've got to f- walk a mile to. <laughs> yeah, I didn't fly very often, because yeah, so I didn't use it enough to have a strong opinion. I guess I flew enough that I Had knew opinion, all yeah. the tricks. Mm-hmm. I have a strong opinion, and I know all the tricks to avoid having your ears hurt when the pressure changes. Oh yes. So after Karen grabs Mac, we see a bunch of angry airport goers yelling, fuck you, to one another. (laughs) Karen then talks about 
all the Starbucks and the stuff that uh, the new airport has and how everyone just loves all of these wonderful corporate franchises. <laughs> Karen finishes her song and Mac, who turns who turns out is named Nia, mm -hmm. is like, dear God, no, just show me the exit, please. And Karen is, pre is uh, prevented from torturing Nina further by Hudson, the manager, mm -hmm. who then goes to show Nia the exit because no one can find it ever since the remodel. But they can't lead Nia out without a musical number, because Nia has main character energy. I love that line. Uh, Hudson, Hudson is, is uh, Hudson kind of steals the show a little yes. bit. He's, yes, he does. You know, not spoilers or anything, but he's kind of like the, the energetic gay best friend who kind mm -hmm. of steals some of the main character's uh, attention. Well, and he has such a... Like he has a cool backstory. Yeah, he has, his, he has, he has a, a very humanizing his backstory, backstory. Holy shit, it's good. That's pretty, it's good, and we'll talk about it. Yes, and we will. It's coming. It's coming, Kay. It is it's coming. I know you're wet with anticipation, but hold back. Anticipation, patient, patient, patient. Oh wow, we were doing two completely different things. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess I was doing the condensation, and you were doing the anticipation. The anticipation of the condensation that makes you wet with your perspiration. Oh uh, my god. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> Nia has main character energy, so she's got to have a song. Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, uh, SLC snow and skiing, uh, sports balls, uh, fry sauce, but to the tune of Under the Sea. Mm -hmm. So, that was a con. I can't sing it because it's me. Uh, but it was to the under the sea, but it's all about the the weird Utah things, I yes. guess. Yes. So, mention of fry sauce. The only which, thing that was missing was green jello with carrots shavings. Nah, except it's not like it's not like the sixties Utah. That was not sixties. Really? That was nineties into the two oh. thousands. Sorry, I forget that Utah's behind. Like, yeah, no, yeah. they were. I when I first moved here, yeah. I got all excited about yeah. when someone said, "Oh, we're having jello." Because mm -hmm. I'm thinking... Sugary jiggle juice. Yeah, sugary jiggle juice with nothing in it. And instead, not just having something in it. <laughs> it's fucking carrot shavings. Who the fuck does that? You know, Why? You know, mar Why? marshmallows and pineapple is one thing. Maybe little bits of orange or something. Mandarin orange. But uh, I can understand those, even though it's textural hell for me. But Utah, agreed. Utah, are you okay? No. Are you okay? Like, they're they're very sexually repressed and angry at immigrants. But how does that translate into Jello? Like, um, when you when you sexually repress people, it it put comes shavings into Jello. It comes out in weird ways. You know, <laughs> there were there were so, okay okay <laughs> no. I've, I've got to let this off my chest. When Don't I do it, first baby. moved to this state, there were so many things that fucking weirded me out. First of all, so many people looked related. <laughs> like, not in a, in a, oh, it wasn't a joking, all white people look like, no. Like, there were people that were not related that looked like brother and sister. Mm -hmm. And I even ran into that recently that I was like, uh-uh, no, y'all are... <laughs> And they were dating, and I'm like, mm -mm, no, <laughs> no, you shouldn't be. You are too closely related. <laughs> you have the same nose and same eyebrows. <laughs> you know what's something that I will always remember is when I, I when I was in my uh, my late teen years mm -hmm. working at a a major pizza chain, 
uh, one of the drivers that I knew was from L.A. Mm. And one of the things that he talked about that he just that blew him away when he moved to Utah was he said uh, uh, how uh, dick hungry. <laughs> the children of the state were like mm-hmm. he basically said he would deliver pizza and like 13 year old 14 year old girls are like being really yeah coming no. on to him this and he's state... a grown-ass man he's like 20 he was like 25 probably mm-hmm. at the time yeah no there were some weird things that i learned moving out here and like the first fry sauce that i ever had i think it was an arctic circle and it was the nastiest shit i had ever eaten I was so upset. <laughs> so, for people who are listening and go, what the fuck is fry sauce? Mayo chop. It's what it is. It's it's basically 50-50 mayonnaise and ketchup. There are variations to it, depending mm-hmm. on where you go. Uh, I, will, I will die. I will climb up there and nail myself to the cross <laughs> of Red Robin has hands down yes. the best fry sauce in the state. No, absolutely. It has the best fry sauce. And I say that as somebody who hates fry sauce. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't I don't get fry sauce. Um it's great when you put a whole bunch of seasonings in it. Yeah. Yeah. But boy, it's it was it was one of those things uh let's see funeral potatoes the way that some people made green bean casseroles and stuff were just like oh. Okay. How would you describe funeral potatoes to somebody? So, you know potatoes au gratin? Everyone has their own recipe. Some include cornflakes. On top, a layer of cornflakes on top of cheesy potatoes, yes. (laughs) Which, I will say, funeral potatoes are one Utah staple that I do tend to enjoy. I'm not the biggest fan of the ones with cornflakes, but I'll eat them. I don't like when they use too much sour cream. Yeah, too much. when it's too much sour cream, it's like, who hurt you? I think I might be hungry. As I've had to take periodic moments to let my tummy grumble before I talk, so it doesn't yes. get picked up on the mic. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sitting here going, I should have had more fats in my stomach to absorb the wine from the wine advent calendar. <laughs> but yeah, no, Utah is weird, and so everything that they talk about in Slack Cabaret, that, it, like, I, I identified so hard with Nia because I'm like, yeah, I remember that <laughs> as a child moving here and being like, what the fuck? A little bit of culture shock. God, this state is so weird sometimes. Anyway, N- Nia and I, we, you know, the we one, are one in the same. You know the one thing that I'll agree with uh, the 45th president on? Hmm. Utah's a weird state full of weird people. Yes, it is. Who will suckle your balls if you're the chosen one. <laughs> okay anyways wow uh that was a mighty mega tangent we went on Kay. we tackled food and uh uh terrible leaders and and people who <laughs> cornflakes definitely which I guess related uh, so <laughs> after the fry sauce song the screen goes black and the sounds of crashes as people fall through the floor or something a blackout happens and some bad stuff is happening and hudson rushes off to do his job 
Nia meets uh, Parker Avery Wagstaff, who is bummed out that the blackout is going to make them miss their flight because they have an escape plan to get out of Utah. But Parker asks Nia about their story, and Nia sings about how they've come to Salt Lake City to start their new life. But they can't, because they're trapped in the airport, and they need to catch their interview. Parker then sings about how they have to get out of this state, but they can't because their family is cursed and something always happens to keep them from leaving. Flat mm-hmm. tires, wayward ducks, stalling engines. So this blackout is obviously the universe using this curse to keep Parker in Utah. And they did a great job doing the uh, bit from Into the Woods. Yes, the, yes. They, they did such a great job with that. They really did. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard song to, yes. s- to do even straight. But it to is. spoof it, it's hard. Yeah. So, but Parker will not stay in Utah with their crazy fucking family. All they need is a phone charger and a flight out of here. Family curses be damned. Nia and Parker Avery finish their song when the news guy comes back onto the TV to talk about the gender reveal con that is happening (laughs) and all the stuff going on with it, like confetti vendors, explosives experts, and prenatal face painting. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) But a breaking report comes on to explain that the power outage is due to an exploding in uh, due, due to an explosion in baggage claim which vaporized tons of industrial grade essential oils <laughs> knocking out power and making everything smell great also people are trapped in the airport because all the blue and pink gender reveal clouds are blocking the motion sensors <laughs> I love how many things they just pile into that, and I love the the jab with essential oils oh because my God, they are so big yeah, here. They really are. Uh, they cure uh, cancer, you know, oh and they make you smell great. They make you smell great, sort of. I would depends. argue with some of them. Largely depends on the oil. Yeah, there is only one that has ever done anything for me, and it's. I don't even remember what it's called, but it's an orange and cinnamon type one that you put on the back of your throat when you have a sore throat. That's it. That's the only one that's ever done anything for me. The rest just either give me a headache or smell really nice. I think the most um, reasonable application of essential oils are people who say that they use them in a humidifier Mm -hmm. so that it just smells good, makes the room nice. I feel like that is the most beneficial use out of essential oils yes but yes. in this state um it's for everything um, it's what happens when you can't have weed you know it really is funny how uh snake oil never went away it just changed form yeah oh man mlms are one of the biggest things in this state mm-hmm. and it kind of makes me just sort of sitting here going, I can't wait for the Mormon church to mint NFTs. Because. Oh my God, just give it time. <laughs> People are going to start minting like Bible passages or shit. I don't know. Because I can see them taking hold here. And mm-hmm. guys, it it's is a, a multi-level marketing a scam. And coming from a state that has so many 
just just be careful, y'all. Oh, Don't God. do it. Don't do it. You're you're gonna be selling Amway essentially. Uh, makes me it's, think it's Amway, but with a monkey JPEG. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. And also Utah, don't, don't you dare, don't you dare. I, if I see an Ethereum building driving down through Provo, I'm going to be pissed. Mark my words. <laughs> uh, well, that depressing crypto distraction <laughs> out of the way. When suddenly <laughs> a missionary comes over to ask them a question and Parker Avery is like, oh. Oh, no, no, no. We're we're all good over here now. And Nia's like, what's wrong with you? He looks like he needs help. And then she goes to talk to the missionary, Kevin, who apparently, uh, boy, he went on a mission to Fiji, but got separated from his companion who was sent back without him. So Kevin was stuck in Fiji for a year and people didn't want to talk to him. So he was isolated and without human contact. So, <laughs> you guys are the first people I've had a conversation with in so long! <laughs> and they do a great spoof of uh, waving in the window, which uh, you don't know yet, but Is, you will. <laughs> what's it from? Dear Evan Hansen. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and Kevin is very excited about having human interaction. So excited, in fact, he starts to sing about how he was creeping around people's windows trying to preach the Book of Mormon, but people would, pre would pretend not to be home until Kevin went away, even though he banged on the door because he knew they were in there. <laughs> Knocking it's, on your door, but there's nobody around. You're hiding I, in their window, trying not to make a sound. I, I yeah, I because I have, don't know anything about Dear Evan Hansen. Oh I, I, God, yeah, I'm other to keep it that way. Other than what I've I've potentially guessed just on my own, um, but but that song was really funny. Just the premise of this missionary who, during a pandemic, was left behind, still trying to do his 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 uh calling or whatever and just people just not answering the door it's just one of those like turn off the lights pretend you're not home he's like i know you're in there let me save your soul uh so kevin kevin's song is cut short by a rumble rumble and flashing lights and stuff and then the most dangerous fucking couple comes out to live stream oh sorry not uh dangerous the most obnoxious fucking couple comes out to live stream their baby's gender reveal and light a lighter which then causes a chemical reaction and knocks out the power again <laughs> it's on another blackout and people start to panic in the jumbled mass of people singing and saying different overlapping things so it was kind of hard to, to pick out i don't know mm. if it's a spoof of something specific but it's yeah. It is, it was but hard it's, to... it's been four months, so I don't remember. Yeah. But then they all sing, why does nothing work? Why does nothing work? And then the obnoxious couple open a door in the back of the room and more flashing lights and crashing sounds happen before the screen goes to black. When suddenly we find ourselves under the airport and a woman singing, join us. But actually it might have been join us. Yes, it, That's was, right. it was from Pippin. Mm-hmm. I love that show. <laughs> Join us, but the screen goes black. 
after the song with more explosions and stuff. And then our main characters are seen laying on the floor. The news guy comes back to say, we interrupt gender con to talk about this fucked up shit. An earthquake caused more explosions. Now there are ruptured gas lines and noxious chemicals flooding the area, the newscaster then says. <laughs> that experts hope those trapped in the airport have found their way into the underground tunnels that connect all of Utah's landmarks. <laughs> Which, I love that. I love the concept that there are secret Mormon tunnels underground. Uh, it just makes me laugh. Like, I... So did you ever go to the ZCMI mall downtown when it existed? So it was across from Crossroads Mall and... I don't think I did, or if I did, I don't recall. It didn't leave enough of an impact. Yeah, so my mom worked in the uh, Beneficial Life Tower, which was part of... Like, it was the upper part of the ZCMI mall went into this big business tower, and... One of the ways to get there, you had to go underground and <laughs> they had kind of this Mormon heritage museum a little bit there, ah. which makes future things really funny. So you go underground, have a little bit of a Mormon museum and then yeah, and, come up. And it was, it was very, I don't know, I was that weird kid who, well, not weird. It's perfectly normal to want to have secret passageways everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I was that kid who was like, oh, this is essentially a secret passage. I'm I'm going on an adventure. And uh, I will say that I was much older than I probably should have been <laughs> having that. But, you know, I'm I'm that type of person. Anyway, um, that's it, it did make me kind of reminisce a little bit about that. Like this whole second act is nostalgic as hell especially when we get to uh, one of the things that they find in the tunnels. It's one of the most nostalgic <laughs> scenes. Mm -hmm. But what I love is is uh, we're trying to get as much of 2020 and 2021 into a show. It's because 2020 for Utah God. started with a goddamn earthquake. Uh-huh. Well... <laughs> The thing that's, then we'll get to that song when yes. it comes up, but that yeah. might, it's my favorite song, but for wrong reasons, mm. kind of thing when we get to it, uh, mm. but we'll talk about it. So. Yeah. Uh, so the secret underground tunnels that connect all of Utah's landmarks. The gang is then like, the fuck? Secret tunnels? And Parker Avery is like, my Aunt Karen talked about the secret chocolate tunnels. And the band of mismatched unfortunates set out through <laughs> the airport's underground. They change leaders a couple of times as the as a uh, as well as songs as they travel the airport underground. The gang then finds themselves somewhere strange. Nia touches a thing on the wall and then uh, gets snatched away by people garbed in brown robes who symbolize chocolate i don't know because they're yeah. the chocolate tunnels and it's like the chocolate is collapsing around them and it's it's because of the old rocky mountain chocolate factory that used to be a thing here i don't know if it still is because i haven't spent any time downtown in a long time <laughs> <laughs> so anyways the gang gets separated by the brown robes 
Parker, Avery, and Cavan on one side, and Hudson and Nia on the other. Nia is super upset and comments that she would have done a Zoom interview, but, but wanted to make a good impression by flying down to do the interview, even though her horoscope said it was a bad day to fly, and she falls out and she falls onto her back in defeat. <laughs> Hudson gives Nia a pep talk and is like, no, no giving up, we'll do this, and Nia asks how Hudson came to be in Utah. Turns out, he was headed to Washington State, but he and his friend's van broke down in Orem. They crashed with the person they knew, but the van repair became the apartment deposit. Then Hudson's love bro Matt needed kidney repairs, and Hudson had to get a job to pay for his kidney repairs, and sort of a common-law husband medical... Kidney repairs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you go to the kidney mechanic, and they take a wrench, and they, they tune up your kidneys, and then your kidneys work better. Uh, yes, so kidney repairs, and so they're like a common-law husband-friend medical stuff, but then 13, later, 13 years later, Matt is dead, and Hudson is still in Utah even though he doesn't like it. He loves it. But that's love. You do it even when it's... You do it even when you don't want to. I think I covered that relatively well. Anyways, <laughs> after Hudson's backstory, trumpet sound, and a pile of 2002 Olympic clothing sprouts two people who were living in it. But uh, it turns out that they were Olympic athletes who came to Utah for the Winter 2002 Olympics, but they ate shit in front of the whole world and were too ashamed to go back home and just lived in the airport's secret basement. <laughs> and they won't agree to help Hudson and Nia get back out of the underground unless they complete three trials, that is. The first one was about Jar Jar Binks being a secret villain of Star Wars, which <laughs> yes, I love that joke so much that they saw the fan. They they didn't was it that they didn't see? No, they they saw the the Phantom Menace because that came out in two thousand one, yes. I believe. And that was the joke is like, how did it end? He had to be bad guy, right? So dumb. so that one made me laugh because I'm a a, a nerd. <laughs> and the second question was, what's the best thing about America's mayor? <gasps> <laughs> And the third question is something about Dawson's Creek, which I don't care to repeat because I don't care and I've never watched Dawson's Creek. So I don't want to wait for my life to be over. That's the only thing I know. And the guy, the blonde kid standing on a boat, like looking sad and serious. I remember that in the commercial. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Like, Dawson's I, Creek. I was very aware of it and... I decided very quickly that it was not going to ever be a thing that I would be interested in, so... My name is Dawson. This is my creek. This is where I bring girls to... Kiss. And... And... And heavy pet. Because we're teens experimenting. Finding ourselves. Here. At my creek. Because I'm Dawson. Oh, God... I, I did love, though, bringing in the 2002 Winter Olympics oh stuff, because, and, yeah. and the whole Weakest Link sort of way that they were doing, or no, was it Weakest Link or was it Millionaire? It might were, have been the Weakest Link, because I yeah, think that it, was going on about that time. Yeah, it felt more like Weakest Link, and which, God, I miss some of those old shows that they had, like some of the, the game shows in the... 
both pre 9-11 and immediately after 9-11 era, like, it, it, I don't know, the transitional phases of decades are some of the most interesting times. Like, mm-hmm. the first couple of years when you're trying to figure out, what the fuck is this decade? <laughs> I do love, though, the second thing was the best thing about America's favorite mayor. Yes. Because I always think about the fall, you know? Of... <laughs> the rapid fall. The decline and, and it's of Rudy Giuliani. And it's one of those things where he was already gonna he, decline. He was already declining, and then a catastrophe happens, yeah. and all he had to do was not actively shit in front of everyone in the world. And yeah, just by just by the semblance of being like, you go here, you do this. He didn't do anything special. He just was an adult in the room. Yeah, yeah. But dear anyway. God, became America's mayor. He did. And then the th- yeah, that's right. The third question was Dawson's Creek, and we did the whole tangent about Dawson's Creek because I'm Dawson. This is my creek. Uh, <laughs> but after completing the three challenge questions, it turns out that the two dumb not Olympians are no help at all, and Nia and Hudson just sort of wander off hoping to find something useful back at parker avery and cavin oh they give them a i think it was like a lanyard with a thing on it that they don't realize what it's gonna be at the end oh maybe i just i thought that they because i know that they they win and then they they kind of tell them well congratulations you won they're like we don't get anything yeah they don't they don't give them the immediate easy way out and then you find out what they win and it's like Aww. I miss that. Well, mm. okay. So back at Parker, Avery, and Kevin, who seem to be friendly enough and share condolences about one another's dead family members and all, but Kevin and Parker, Avery start to hear someone singing in the distance, and they realize they're, uh, at Pioneer Park <laughs> or something as they enter <laughs> a crazy person <laughs> pretending to be a Mormon pioneer who sings about not drinking and living in a covered wagon. <laughs> After the song, the Pioneer Woman explains that she's in the underground storage part of the Pioneer Memorial Museum. (laughs) The Pioneer Memorial Museum. Uh, Shen, I guess is her name? I can't. I I don't. I, 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 I guess Shen. Shen leads Kevin away to show an odd collection of esoteric trinkets that uh, the two both nerd bond over. And then she reveals that she's psycho and wants to add real people to her Mormon Mormon uh, artifact collection. Mm-hmm. And Kevin is like, uh, this is weird. And then the screen fades to black only to come back and a different and uh, the different performers come out to be like, we have, oh, okay, yes, this is this is the song. Mm-hmm. The, the woman comes out to be like, we have too much that we can't fit into this show. Yes. So we'll sing a thing about how we have too much in this show. And it's a bit about how they're, they're no longer doing Saturday's Voyeur. And this woman freaking out, like freaking the fuck out is so hilarious because she just comes out and she's just like so much had happened we can't talk about the earthquake and this and then just she rat it took i can't even do it uh uh no in an attempt no the skill with which she rhythmically and melodically fires off all the a, a litany a litany of rapid fire 
events that happened in 2020 and 2021 Mm -hmm. political and just other stuff as well just bam 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 she's like but we don't have time to talk about it so we're gonna and i'm just like when is she breathing during this but she's just it was uh it was quite impressive it was but it's one of my favorite songs because it was just them coming out and going look i know a bunch of fucked up shit happened and we're just not gonna be able to cover all of it so we're just gonna have a song where we throw our hands up in the air and we go fuck it <laughs> and that's kind of what that song was yeah and it was pretty yeah. great so the scene fades back to the airport surface and the divided gang gets reunited yay and parker avery needed the Need Parker Avery oh. ended up helping the obnoxious couple from earlier. Yes, I am sorry. I had a thing about the Pioneer Memorial Museum. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so we'll, we're back at the Pioneer Memorial Museum with the the crazy lady who wants to add uh, yes. real people. Because because all of the things that she had her ephemera, ephemera, yes, my ephemera. Uh, Look at my ancient Mormon ephemera here. A photo signed by Donny Osmond here, a band-aid with a scab from Donny Osmond. You know, just <laughs> my favorite though, and and part of it is because I was reminiscing about this recently in one of the Discord groups that I'm in, was when she was talking about the tater tots from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Behold the tater tots from Napoleon Dynamite. It was they're still crispy. <laughs> and she just has that monotone. My ephemera. Yes, and and just the the bonding of her and Cavan over, over that Mormon artifacts. Yes. This is the single greatest collection of Mormon ephemera I've ever seen. It was it was so good, but like just the little details <laughs> like that were <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Oh my god. It was just there were so many esoteric things that I'm just like, I don't get that. I don't get that. But it's apparently important to Mormons. Mm, or or just because, you know, for a while we were filming so many movies out here uh-huh. that any time that a movie was filmed here, we were all proud of that movie. Like fucking, well, huh? not we, but collectively as a state the royal we yeah the royal we like fucking high school musical man when that oh, was yeah. going on people lost their mind about that yeah, being filmed people here. lost their fucking shit people, <laughs> you know it's gotta <laughs> that is what the will say about filming stuff in utah is that the mormons will then all go see it multiple times because yes. they're like yay us yeah and and like same as uh, there were TV shows that used to film here. Uh-huh. I was in a couple of them that used to film here. What was interesting is watching uh, when I live, when I was a teenager, my dad was dating an ex-girlfriend and she had two kids. They watched the Disney Channel a lot. And yeah. it would be funny to see stuff that I'm like, oh, that's Lagoon. And yeah. it's in a Disney Channel movie. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's awesome. It's weird. It's a bit of Utah that I do personally like is all the stuff getting that was getting filmed here. And I kind of wish that they'd do it more so that maybe I could try to do more film related stuff. You know, it's got to be one of those things that it's only uh, uh, interesting to people like us who live in Utah. That's a small state because, you know, you got people who live in New York. They're like, of course, the film and another fucking movie in New York. It's New York. Like, of yeah. course, like, gonna think, ah, there's a motherfucker, but you've got the state with this, this 
very small town mindset mm-hmm. because no matter where you are in Utah, you have a small town <laughs> mindset. You can be downtown Salt Lake and you think that you are totally a oh, this is city life. No, you don't understand city life until you go to LA or New York or Denver where it's like, holy fuck, there's a lot of people. (laughs) Uh, See, that's the the issue though. The more people I get around, my my, uh, 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 desire to to be around a meat grinder increases. No, no, absolutely. I don't... I... (laughs) I don't know why, though, but I think that because <laughs> nobody cares about you in some of the other big cities, I do better in them. That's very possible. People are minding their own shit, you know? Yeah, People aren't stopping. Yeah. But uh, it just made me think of, like, Warren, how do you summarize your social life in a nutshell? It's like, it's a pleasure to meet you. I need to go over here now. Like, yes, yes. It's nice to meet you. Please go away. <laughs> like, yeah. It's been a joy meeting you. I'm going home now. Warren and I at a party. Hello, we're here. Where's the food and the cat? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to spend the rest of the party petting the cat <laughs> in the corner. Uh, Hand me the cat treats. I'm going to feed you, your cat treats. What are you saying? We're antisocial? Maybe. 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 But we're antisocial together. <laughs> that makes us antisocially pair bonded? I don't know. <laughs> How would a human safari person describe us? Territorial. <laughs> there we go. All right. So after the uh, 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 the 2020-2021 clusterfuck of a, oh my God, so much stuff happened, we're not going to be able to talk about it all song, mm-hmm. the scene fades back to the airport surface and the divided gang gets reunited. Yay! Yay! And Parker Avery helped the obnoxious couple from earlier give birth to their baby in a terminal. And they are exhausted by those people. (laughs) The phone Nia found at the beginning of the show starts to ring again. And the woman who lost her phone comes out to be like, holy fuck, my phone. You found my phone. Mommy (laughs) missed you so much, baby. Not kidding. Uh, yes. And the entire gang starts to sing about how they haven't found what they've been looking for. And Kevin is like, what does life have in store? Ah! So he's basically like he's getting disillusioned a little bit. Yeah. He's freaking out. And then and then uh, Kevin has like a thing from the Olympic bros. And it turns out that they had a key to the repaired van from Hudson's origin story. And the four of them decide to take the van to Washington and start a new adventure and help break Parker Avery's family curse. Yeah. And the, the little thing that they had that the Olympic bros did of like, uh, I can't remember the exact line, but it's basically talking about, it's the things that all of them kind of needed, all four of them needed, and just like, uh, you know, you won, so here is the key to this van, and, you know, go out and have a new adventure, and stuff like that, and it was it was really fucking touching, and it was a good payoff for the Olympic Bros scene. Um, That's fair. Yeah, it, it was, it, like, they gave them something that looked inconsequential, and instead it turned out to be just what they needed it turned out to be the master key yeah they needed all along as the four main heroes leave the stage 
Karen comes back in, and she's crying on the phone about how she was stuck at the help desk in the dark for hours and hours and couldn't get the manager to help her because he was on an adventure. And then Karen spots a camera and spots a camera recording her and is like, what? What, are you going to put me on Instagram too? Huh? <laughs> and then she goes into a tirade about how she's a Karen, but not a Karen. And how she fakes food allergies at restaurants to see if waiters are paying attention. And she starts <laughs> she starts to sing about how she's canceling cancel culture because she's an ally. But her song gets interrupted by a game show dude who is inc- introducing the real housewives of Salt Lake City <laughs> who are like divorced, dramatic, alive, disengaged, arrested and contrived and on tv we are the real housewives of salt lake city but some are ex-wives and the song is way better than (laughs) i bet any episode of the real housewives has ever been yeah i said it yes yes holy shit there was a lot crammed into this episode so like after they do the the uh uh and and that's a parody of six which oh 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 is yeah yeah, yeah. which you that... said is about uh, Henry VIII's wife yes which, yes which I think would actually sounds I, like a great premise I for a movie I want to or, see uh, it uh, so yeah. bad so I would love to see that but it, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny because um, watching Slack Cabaret they did still hold on to some of their uh, Saturday's voyeur roots kind of yes. thing because they after they concluded the main story with Nia and Hudson and mm-hmm. Parker Avery and stuff, uh, they then kind of did a series of skits. Yes. And uh, that was with the game show portion. Like it went from into the real housewives of Salt Lake city and then into a couple other skits. And then the show closed out yes. and it was really entertaining. And one thing I will say, I really want to compliment. Um, I can't remember their name. The, the non-binary actor oh, who plays Jay. Jay, who plays Parker Avery. Mm-hmm. Um, when in the housewife scene, uh, they really dolled themselves up, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "Wow, they—they really? they are a stunningly beautiful person." They, I've just seen them everything that they're in. I'm just like, "God damn, you're stunning! <laughs> you are stunning!" <laughs> but yeah, and it was—it was fun. Uh, they ah, it was—it was just a really good show, and. The 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 Real Housewives bit was great just because I I know that I have seen folks talking about Real Housewives of Salt Lake and I I remember when they were putting up the billboards for Real Housewives <laughs> asking for them and it's just like oh god this is such a, and it sounds like it is even more of a mess than I thought it would be <laughs> you know what all just you saying that the first thing it made me think of and it's not actually related but kind of is in a way uh is when that millionaire took out all those billboards in salt lake oh my god yes basically wanting to buy a wife (laughs) yes that was fucking wild that was that that's kind of what that made me think of a little bit oh man how did that even i i can't remember how that shook out because i think i saw a thing on ksl he might have bought a wife i don't know i'm yeah because i think it was like they had to go to a conference or seminar or some shit at like whatever the hell Southtown Expo Center is called now. I think it's Mountain America Expo Center or some shit. Whatever. Whatever it is. But I think that that's how that shook out was that it turned out to be kind of a... I, 
I'd need to look into it to see, because I think it might have turned out to be a bit of a scam. That gives me some hope, because I think that's that's mm-hmm. kind of funny. But <laughs> It's amazing how well you can scam people here. <laughs> we're, we're essentially uh, the town from Music Man. I wonder if we're the scam capital of the... No, just no. by capita. By we're, capita, there's no way. We are the MLM. We are the MLM capital of the of the really the world. I would think because <laughs> uh, I still think about that one that we went to together with the whole family mm. that was an essentially an MLM. That was oh man, <laughs> that's a clusterfuck. Well, I've I've always uh... wanted to do a skit around that though with the testimonials. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> as soon as it got to something emotional, just you hear fucking light piano music. God, this state's weird. Uh, this state is weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to redirect us back on track. Yes. Uh, I enjoyed Slack Cabaret. I did as well. I am bummed that Saturday's Voyeur is no more. Mm-hmm. However, I think that uh, its end has given... Uh, a beginning to something new that mm-hmm. will also be great. Something and wonderful. It'll be wonderful to see how it uh, progresses and evolves. And and yeah. And Absolutely. the fact that they streamed it last year. I know they're going to stream it this year. And mm-hmm. I want to give them our money and enjoy the show and do an episode on it. Absolutely. So thank you, local theater company that is getting with the times and the crisis. Yes. And making your shows more available. And special shout out to LaToya Cameron who got me the tickets for streaming it. Thank and you, LaToya. Yeah, uh, she is amazing. I love her and I love her sister, uh, Candace, who we've talked about on the show as well. <gasps> yes. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for giving us that, giving us the tickets for that. And... Um, I I am very excited for the next Slack Cabaret. Mm-hmm. They've start they've announced the the writing staff for it, and um, I'm sure that auditions are going to happen for it soon. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. <laughs> Kay oh. just did a little wiggle in their seat. Yes. Uh, so Warren, it's okay. Next week starts the first week of February. Holy woo! Yes. Holy shit. That was my reaction when I saw it and was scheduling Holy. out episodes and went, fuck. <laughs> wow. Where does time go? It feels like it's been a decade and also it, 30 seconds. It's, yeah. It's just mm-hmm. massive amounts of blurry time. Yeah. I, time is a fucking illusion right <laughs> now. <laughs> And I'm getting all my fucks out because. <laughs> oh starting... fuck! That's right. I yeah, gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch what I say. Because yes, prepubescents might listen to prepubescence it. Prepubescence might listen to our episodes. So and they cannot handle fuck at all. Well, it's more I want a school to be able to use those episodes. <laughs> should should schools oh, the most bizarre place where except... swelling or swearing in the classroom is forbidden, but the hall. Except I forgot about the damn laws getting passed because it's been that long. Uh, so it may not be able to be used in schools, but homeschooling oh, parents can use yeah, the episodes. There you go, because here comes Kay with the critical race theory of, you know, discrimination was a thing that happened and mm-hmm. we have uh, proof. 
of it. Mm-hmm. Records. We have records, and it it even echoes in the theater. Mm-hmm. So, um, for this upcoming Black History Month, I'm only going to be doing one episode a week because doing one episode a week is all that I can mentally handle right now. So that's uh, all I can mentally handle. We are going to be watching Porgy and Bess. Yay! Yay! So. Thank you all so much for listening to this very bizarre tangent-filled <laughs> episode <laughs> as we're still finding our sea legs again. Yeah, and now I'm sitting here going, shit, this is just like the last episode. How do we close these out? Uh, uh, if you'd like to get a hold of Kay or myself, you can do so at our home base, which is ToneDeafMusical.com. There we have links to all of our social media, our Twitters, our Discords, our Instagrams. Wait, Twitters, Facebooks, yes. and Instagrams. Not Discords yet, Not other Discords than. Yet. Uh, other than uh, the Cast Junkie Discord server, where we have our own Not Safe for Work channel. And... If you want to go above and beyond, you can support the show. Leave a review on all of those platforms that let you do reviews yes, and things because can, it helps the show. You can leave a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, Podchaser. You can connect with us on Good Pods, which is an awesome service. Um, if you want to go above and beyond that, you can join our Patreon where we have different tiers, different levels. You can have your name read on the show. You can get some bonus content from us. We've been doing Guess the Plot from the Title in One Song, which is a game that Warren will play. Um, you can also go to our Tee Public and get some t-shirts, some masks, some hoodies, stuff like that. Warren is currently unhinging his jaw and swallowing the mic, so I think that that is... <laughs> I think I might need dinner. Did that taste good? No. <laughs> no, it didn't. You didn't actually take a bite out of it, did you? No. Okay, <laughs> But I made contact with my mouth. <laughs> and that was not a good decision. No, no. That'll be a fun sound to deal with in the mm-hmm. edit. Have fun. That's my gift to you, Kay. While I'm cooking pork loin and veggies. <laughs> Anyway, that that's right. Your job in the kitchen. Making me dinner. Wait, we did that show last week. Anyway. <laughs> oh, thank you all again for listening. <laughs> I mean, if you want to imitate Carousel, I guess I can smack you in the mouth. No, I was doing the guy's part. Oh, you want to hit me? I don't want to hit oh. you, but... So no role reversal? No, unless... Spank you me, me, Daddy. Sp- I could spank you, I but don't know. call me Daddy. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Anyway, Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We truly appreciate it. Yes, that'll be it for this week. I'm Kay. I'm Warren. And this has been Tone Tone Deaf. Ha <laughs> ha